This is the Grow Your Clinic podcast from Clinic Mastery. We help progressive health professionals to lead inspired teams, transform client experiences, and build clinics for good. Now, it's time to grow your clinic. <sighs> well, Ben, I am, I've lost count. I think I'm four coffees deep. You won't be able to sleep. Uh, tell me, did, have you tried the salt yet? No. No, no salt on the coffee. Oh. I did, I did this morning just to try because, I, I mean, I mentioned to you, I figured I better yes. practice what I preach. Uh, for, for listeners, we, there is a theory that if you add a couple of like a pinch, a, a dash of salt to your espresso, it zips up the flavor. You don't want it to overpower, but you just want it to season. Anyway, <laughs> I did this morning, Ben, and for those watching, it was pretty good. Was oh, pretty you good. sounded like Ron Burgundy there. <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> I don't know whether to believe you. Is that a compliment? I don't know. <laughs> I was swapping emails with a bunch of different, uh, bunch of different people today, but one that did come across my inbox, my proverbial virtual desk was one from one of our good friends at MediPass. And then uh, I was also thinking about a, a, a friend of mine, a mentor, Jason Smith at Back in Motion. And just this climate that we're in, and this is all in the public domain, but this climate we're in of businesses being acquired, I know we've we've talked off the record with uh, with clinic owners who are considering their succession plans, all this sort of stuff. So yeah. it's a world that's often not talked about. Like I don't know. So when you heard the news that MediPass were acquired by Tyro, what did you think? Congratulations to the folks at MediPass. <laughs> they need a good long sleep, like a rest. <laughs> well done. Well done. I love celebrating business success. You know, I know folks will get into business to be able to serve our community, however that may be in whatever industry you're in. It's great to see them succeed and and that value be recognized that they've built over many years. So kudos to those crew. For mine, I thought, wow, you know, Tyra has been doing some really cool things over time and really building their brand equity and through an acquisition like this to be a great place for your payments, anything related to payments, transactions, especially in the medical space now. So I thought it was great news. If you get more resources behind a company like MediPass, that it can only have a greater impact on the experience that patients and clinics have with their payments, which are so important. Mm. Okay. Payments. Crypto. <laughs> Do you know any clinics that are accepting crypto? None that I am directly aware of, although I hear whispers, but I don't know for certain of any. Do you? Yeah, I do. Uh, <laughs> Maybe you were the one whispering to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's gone well for them. <laughs> and okay. that's, that's, that's opinion. That's editorialized. That's not fact to, to channel the, uh, the Peter Atia podcast. But yeah, like. And I guess the reason I ask about MediPass and then crypto is it's a changing world, it's a changing environment that we find ourselves in. What do you see when you think about the, the payment transaction space in, in healthcare specifically? What do you see or what are you thinking? What are you musing about? I go back to maybe some first principles, which, you know, in speaking with some of the partners that we have in CM, some of those uh, being practice management providers, 
or sort of bolt-ons to them that often they're considering how do we make this more of a friction-free or frictionless experience for everyone, really? How do we take one click out of it? How do we make it so that it's you know, quicker and faster and reconciled quicker? How do clinics get access to their money quicker? So for mine, I see that friction-free is the way they're going. And so any way that like in this acquisition, they can better use the resources rather than build it out. I'd imagine we'd probably continue to see more of those happen. It's quite interesting when one of the pain points for some clinics is when they give a service to a certain person that has a third-party provider mm-hmm. and they provide that service and then they go to get the money and they go, well, they've actually run out. They didn't have any money to spend. Mm-hmm. And it's such a pain in the backside for clinics. So I think better transparency from the third parties slash the clients and then the clinics they interact with so that they don't provide a service that they're not going to get paid for. I think we'll see more of that. I'm not sure of the mechanics of it, but I think that would definitely be something that um, clinic owners would love to see. It's interesting. Well, I mean, we talked about in our last conversation around incremental versus monumental shifts and movements. And I'm always looking for the one percenters, those incrementals, but you're all at the same time, it's this weird duality or dichotomy, if you will. And I'm going to attribute it to you. I'm going to credit you. I I feel like it's an incorrect attribution, but I'm going to go. Probably is. Probably is. How do we, how do we find inspiration from completely different industries? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not just looking to clinic, you know, Acme Clinic, who's doing a great job and how can I learn from them? But how can we learn from Virgin or Afterpay or Stripe or Atlassian or Patagonia or whoever it might be? Yes. Speaking of Patagonia, Jumper, Ben, you inspired me to pull out a jumper today from (sighs) yesterday. Yes. Yeah. Funny story, folks. We're recording this smack bang in the middle of summer. In Australia. You're in South Australia then, the Which hottest and brownest parts of Australia. Mm, dry and, heat, dry heat. Oh, and we get on a Zoom call yesterday and you're wearing a, like a fleecy jumper. Yeah. <laughs> it's 19 degrees in my office. <laughs> it was 31 degrees Celsius outside. Oh, I love that. Because you know, it's optimal learning temperature, 19 degrees. Yes. So they say. <laughs> I'm not sure who they is. But anyway, I'll, I'm going to attribute it to you of, of learning from elsewhere and I think, maybe, you know, I'm probably putting words in their mouth, but Medipass seem to have learned or been inspired by Uber and that transactionless transaction. I love that. How can clinics think through continuity of care or removing friction or, or just like breaking what we've done previously? I mean, I was listening to a podcast just today talking about MasterCard and Visa. Collectively, they do a collective revenue, Visa and MasterCard, of $500 billion a year of their own revenue, not their throughput, but their own revenue, half a trillion dollars. Wow. They're just transaction fees. But we've all just accepted this little 1.2% tax. 
<laughs> and and the, the, the podcast was referring, you know, the one they were referring to Stripe and how Stripe is uh, is changing the game. So how can we, in a clinic sense, break? Like, how do we break things? How do we move fast? Zuckerberg, move fast and break things. Do any clinics or perhaps other businesses come to mind for you of people who have broken the mould? I don't know how they've done it in a transformational way, but definitely in a incremental way, in that sense of learning from other industries. And I think that for mine came out of a trip when I went to Singapore, maybe it was 2015, 2016, and uh, just the service experience of different retail for mine, I was like, oh, my God, you know, I feel like a VIP here in some of these shops. And, like, there weren't any flashy shops. There was just, like, Uniqlo and, like, an equivalent of a JB Hi-Fi and that. And um, I remember that kind of catalyzed for me, wow, how much we can learn from them in the healthcare experience and apply those things. So examples being a clinic that's running a retreat. In fact, it's the iMove crew who are in Sydney and they ran a running retreat to the Nordic countries where they took their clients who are obsessed about running on a personal development retreat. So they completely broke the mould of we're just a pay-for-service clinic Right. And said, we're going to combine our ideal client with something we're really passionate about and that drives our economic engine, which is the hedgehog by Jim Collins. Right. And they evolved that in, and I love the Joseph Pine experience economy as well, which is where they don't pay for a service. It's not about time uh, well saved. It's about time well spent. Uh, Joseph Pine, who did a podcast way, way back in the day with me, they took that outside of the clinic and really combined a number of those things to break the mould of a traditional physiotherapist and went halfway around the world to deliver that experience. So, you know, there's one example I think of people thinking outside the box and Mm. learning from another industry Mm. about what they can provide their community. Yeah, I like it. I mean, simple ones come to mind like, Pete and Andrew on our CM team and their clinic, PhysioFit in Adelaide, to my knowledge, and happy to be corrected, but to my knowledge, were probably one of the first clinics to bring in massage chairs into the welcome room, you know, years ago. And, and just converting that welcome room kind of concept into massage chairs and phone charges is back before everyone did it. Or I know a clinic in Melbourne that does a co-working space. Like converted their welcome room into a co-working space. Yeah, wow. We, you know, we mentioned Patagonia there before. I believe, again, correct me if I'm wrong. You can kind of take your clothes back to them, and they'll fix them, <laughs> or they'll give you. There's like a lifetime guarantee on clothes that usually we buy from sweatshops that fall apart within six months. It's like they've just. Is, is, am I correct? It's like a lifetime yeah. guarantee. <laughs> like you can get your threads repaired. People take jackets back in to get patched up. Yeah. Or R.M. Williams that will reboot, resole yeah. boots. Like, yeah, it's it's changing what, whole, like it's a shift. What I, what I love and what I often think about when I look at certain brands like that is that they've gotten really, really clear on who they are and mm. who they are not. Mm-hmm. And as 
an extension of that, they're able to then have quite a strong filter or lens through which they make decisions, but also consider decisions that break the dogma or the status quo of whatever industry they're in. So, you know, for that example of Patagonia and then becoming a business for good, a B Corp, and what they do there outside of, they almost see them as an environmental company that makes clothes. Right. And so I think when people get really, really clear on the cause or causes that matter to them as well, you can really be quite worldly. And, and when I mean worldly, I mean beyond your own industry of even healthcare, let alone your particular niche of psychology or speech pathology or physio, whatever that might be. Of course, there's inspiration to take from there and also the evidence-based practices to include. Mm. But as for redefining a healthcare experience, I think looking beyond your industry is absolute must. Uh, it's one of the things I love about Medipast. Uh, you know, I was chatting with uh, one of their founders and one of their team around, you know, I won't speak out of school, but what's coming in the pipes for them. And like they're just things that we accept as normal. I, I love that perspective of going, why, why is it normal and why does it have to be that way? Isn't there a better way? I know we've done it that way with, you know, insert insurance companies or Medicare or whatever, but why? Can't we? Can we do something else? <laughs> uh, I reckon that's pretty cool. And, and something, you know, again, last episode, we spoke about flow or rhythms or rules of life or spiritual disciplines. Like how do we create environments where we're not, yes, we, we get deep work done, but we can also think at a whole nother level and connect the dots. And I would say that one of the big things for me is this type of comp- like being in rooms with people like yourself and, and for those listening, hopefully you can vicariously be in our room with us, but being in rooms where you can have conversations and bounce ideas and it's not a, it's not a linear thing, but it's, it's this, I don't know, maybe it's quantum Ben, uh, but it's this, it's connection of neurons and ideas that marinate and come to life. That, that's a space that we need to actively put ourselves in. I, I really like the idea that when you get into those rooms or create that environment, you see this like spark created for people, their eyes open, they're like, oh, my God, this can be a, a really exciting adventure. And we've got the book coming very soon, the Grow Your Clinic book, and in there we certainly share a lot of great ideas but also reflect on the hardships, the adversities and the realities of being a clinic owner that can really beat you down over a period of time that we see a lot of them. Yeah, Jack, like of clinic owners where that spark has gone, it feels like an incredible burden. Mm. And you did an awesome post just recently on Instagram that got a lot of traction sharing that story and making that point, which it's it's not a great place to be in. And of course, there are things that we're going to do to deal with that. But when you see folks get that spark or they have that spark, that passion for like what they're creating in the world, mm. And then that value is realized with a team member buying in or becoming a partner, buying a site, or you're being acquired. Mm. It's quite an f- amazing experience, this like to grow something from inception, blood, sweat, and tears into it. And then for that value to be recognized in different ways over time, whether it's awards or grants or people coming to want to work with you, clients coming to work with you. And then, you know, one way is having an exit. Mm. 
I think that's 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 really cool. And that's part of the experience of being a business owner and what we sign up for. Totally. Look, speaking of being in amazing rooms, I'm gonna love you and leave you. I got a I got a mastermind session to get to with uh, a dozen or so clinic owners. Awesome. Have fun. See you later. Good to see you. Good to chat. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in to the Grow Your Clinic podcast. To find out more about past episodes or how we can help you, head to www.clinicmastery.com forward slash podcast. And please remember to rate and review us on your podcast player of choice. See you on the next episode.